Hello listeners, this is True Crime Fiction's 100th episode. Um, In a couple of weeks the podcast will be two years old and we are just about to hit 20,000 downloads, all of which is pretty amazing. Um, I was wondering if I should do some kind of special episode for the 100th one, but then I realised that actually the simplest and the nicest thing I can do is probably to say thank you. So thank you for listening. Thanks to all the interesting people who've been interviewed or sent me their books and stories. Thanks to everyone who's downloaded. I particularly enjoy seeing where in the world people have been downloading as well, because that's quite fascinating. And thanks if you've retweeted, liked or shared any of my work with other people. So if you'd like to give True Crime Fiction a little birthday present, then please take the time to like and review it on the podcast app of your choice. There is no requirement to do so, but I do appreciate every listen that you've given me. are listening to true crime fiction feeding your addiction to the best of the written and the spoken word in crime if you would like to support the podcast you can do so for as little as one pound at patreon.com slash true crime fiction there are certain things certain experiences that we all share as human beings Anyone who's had to look after a baby, toddler or young child for any amount of time will tell you that disappointment, things not quite being what you hoped, the unexpected, can all be traumatic. No cake being available when you thought there was some, a balloon popping, or in my personal parenting experience, having a bath or seeing pepper in your food can all turn into trauma. As we grow, Of course, thankfully, we get better at managing the unexpected and disappointments of life. However, as we grow, the stakes do get higher. For River Donoghue, his childhood was filled with emotionally literate adults who were dedicated to the hard work of personal growth and fostered the same attitude in him. For many who have experienced authoritarian or fearful childhoods, this sounds like a dream. However, it was only when River was older he realised he had actually been raised in a cult called Lifespan. As River delves further into Lifespan, he discovers the courses, which of course cost thousands of dollars and essentially operates as a multi-level marketing tool, have had terrible effects on others. Some had psychotic breaks or were hospitalised. One woman died from an asthma attack during a course and another student completed suicide. Once the public found out about these shocking events, membership of Lifespan plummeted. Its founder, John Hanley, essentially sold the cult, training materials and all to someone else who now operates it under a different name, and moved to Mexico, where he still trains people. Like an organism, the cult was able to adapt and evolve, to carry on growing and sucking in more people and lives with which to feed itself. 
to be honest, on the face of it, Lifespan's operation is not particularly unusual in the world of cults. See former episodes on the orgasm cult or Dragged into the Light by Anthony Russo. Take a person who is vulnerable, break them down, build them back up. The problem lies when the building back up does not happen or someone presents with a different background and does not behave as the identical generic human the cult wants and instead like an individual with a complex life and past and many facets to themselves. What however is interesting is how Donahay negotiates his childhood memories which were not traumatic with a cult which has been entangled in the ending of lives and the mental breakdowns of others. In essence, Donahue has an existential crisis, centering on the frame of his childhood, his family and identity. This is a crisis that is not unusual in crime. How many sexual abusers got away with their behaviour because others could not or would not believe they'd done anything wrong, purely because they'd never seen them do anything bad? No matter what the trappings of our adult lives are, careers, homes, families, cars, holidays and agency, essentially we still want to be able to put everything in the world of an easy container of good or bad. This is at the root of many issues that we come across in society. The idea that only a specific type of person can be an alcoholic or a drug addict that a specific religious belief makes someone more likely to be a terrorist, that people in certain professions cannot also be criminals. Women don't commit sexual abuse, and all people are always nice, and deep down, everybody's parents really do love them. I could go on. It is this naivety which many carry through their whole adulthood that often stops issues being dealt with head-on and with cold-headed practicality. It is only when we get to the higher understanding that most people, most organisations are neither wholly good or wholly bad that we can transcend some of these entrenched issues and see things clearly. One thing can be very bad for some people and positive for others. Neither negates the other. They just both are. We don't all have to feel the same about everything. It's this realisation that Donahue eventually comes to and manages through his tenacity to track down Hanley and come to develop some form of peace. You have been listening to True Crime Fiction, the podcast that is feeding your addiction to all things crime. You can find our website at true-crime-fiction.com, on Twitter at true underscore crime underscore fic, on Facebook and Instagram as True Crime Fiction. Please rate and review on the podcast app of your choice. Music is by Kitty Kitty Meow Meow.